police in the morning. Neil and Max are jewel thieves working for the enigmatic Miss Miles. After their latest job goes wrong, Max swallows a large diamond, the main piece from the job, so they won't be caught with the evidence. Unfortunately, he ends up getting shot and killed by a police officer soon after, leaving Neil with a rather sticky situation. How to retrieve the diamond. Meanwhile, he's run into necrophiliac Carrie, who turns an immediate shine to Max and promises to help Neil dispose of the body. Problem is, Carrie wants it fresh, and Neil needs to get inside. What to do? I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Here review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So you just heard what the back of the box had to say for the 1993 film Goronica. Let's dive right into this shit here on Sexploitation Month at B-Movie Bros. With our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. What do you say we start with, uh, with the top this time? What's good about this film? Oh my god. What's what's good about a film with um necrophilia? That's um that's the big thing. Well, I mean, I'm, for for me, uh number 3, all the necrophilia in this movie does seem to happen for a reason, I think, but I mean, it it makes sense to me why it's going on. Sure. Like, you know, the the girl is obviously disturbed and the the guy with AIDS, you know, isn't spreading AIDS and people won't have sex with him, so, you know, corpses will do. You know, it, it, it happens, I guess. Number two, the piercing nipple scene is actually pretty cool looking. Probably because it's real. Yes, the guy's nipple does get pierced right there on screen in front of you. And number one, the actor who played the corpse is a champ. He gets his nipple pierced and doesn't flinch. He has a naked chick, quote unquote, fucking him as a corpse and doesn't twitch. You know, the, the only better corpse I've seen in a movie is Daniel Radcliffe in Swiss Army Man. And, you know, he actually had to do shit. Yeah. All right, for number three, I have... You know, for a necrophilia movie, I felt it could have been a lot more disturbing, so I'm kind of glad that it wasn't. It was still weird, but, you know, could have been a lot worse. Number two, there are boobs in this movie. And, you know... It makes everything just a little bit better. And number one, I gotta agree with you. The guy who played the corpse is really dedicated to the part. I mean, they, like you said, he they literally pierced to one of his nickels, nipples, and he doesn't move at all. Like, what a champ. Like, good for him. All right, now uh, on to the bottom three. You know, this was, this was uh, pretty hard to narrow down here. Um, for me, I said number three. Yeah, seriously. How did this punk kill, like, all the cops in this movie that are after him? Like, he looks like a fucking twig. Like, I, I, I don't understand it. I don't believe it. Not for a second. What the fucking hell is going on here? This guy should have been down and out before the movie even started. He could he would He's the type of guy who would have strangled himself with a cordless phone, so... Number two. With what a bitch this gem buyer lady is being... That the main character really needs to find a new, uh, a new straw to purchase this jewel. I mean, seriously, is there no other jewel buyer in the country? Like this one's just fucking over, over, over and over, and lowering the price over and over. And you know, he needs something for his dedication here to get this jewel to her. So he sh- he should find somebody else to buy it. Fucking bitch. 
Number one, really, AIDS. Is that the best thing we could have come up for for this guy's downward spiral to end? Like, he couldn't just go nuts from seeing his friend's corpse being raped and, you know, killing people over and over. No, it was because he got AIDS blood in his mouth that drove him to kill himself. Seriously? Like, it's not because he went fucking nuts or psychotic. No, it's because he got AIDS. What the fuck? Yeah, that was um, pretty bizarre. Alright, my bottom three. For number three, the whole plot is just almost non-existent. It's really just an excuse for some necrophilia scenes. I mean, let's be perfectly honest about that. I mean, when the movie opens up to, you know, a girl masturbating to pictures of dead people. And then a rolling skull for like 10 minutes, which was, well, alright. And number two, the main necrophiliac didn't really have any real reasons to have her bizarre fetish i mean they never get into like any trauma involving corpses or like really explain like what her main issue was she just kind of liked fucking dead bodies i mean i guess wanting to fuck dead bodies is enough of a um enough of a mental illness as it is but you know i was kind of hoping for like you know something a little deeper than that and number one like you said, there's this weird, I guess, attempt at a social commentary about AIDS or something. The main thug dies from getting some guy's blo- blood in his mouth, and the guy had AIDS, so he decides to light himself on fire. I mean, really? that That's what you're going to do? Like, I mean, he didn't even know if he had AIDS from that. Like, he just kind of was like, oh, well, there's a chance I have AIDS. I better kill myself in, like, a really horrific way. Like, come on, guys. Like, what, what, what point were they trying to make? Were they even trying to make a point? It seemed like it, because otherwise, why bring up AIDS in the first place? But I don't know. I just thought that was very bizarre. Well, at this point, we uh, we normally do a quote war, but this movie really uh, didn't seem very quote worthy. So uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna hold you to that. But uh, if you do have a favorite quote from this movie, or if you've even seen this movie, please let us know here in the comments or on our website, bigmoviebros.com. Uh, so we're gonna skip right along here to our final take. Our final take, remember, is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scales are reverse scale, one to ten, one being the best, ten being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? Um, I gave it a six out of ten. I gave it a five out of ten. You know, Veronica is a, a jewel haste gone wrong. It's sex with corpses, it's murders, and it's AIDS. There you go. That's the movie. It starts out okay enough, and then just spirals out of control as the director seemingly asks the question, how can I make this film more controversial? And for the early 90s, I could see this movie causing a bit of a stink. That is, if anyone would have even heard of it, which is highly unlikely. Today, the only standout feature is the nipple-piercing scene, which from a special effects stance really stands out in this movie. Oh yeah, because they actually pierced the fucking actor's nipple on camera. If you want to add a necrophilia film to your collection, this actually isn't such a bad choice. There are worse ones out there, but there's better too. Alright, I give this a 5 out of 10 because it takes a special kind of person to make a film about necrophilia. I'm not really sure if that's a compliment or not, but it's definitely true. The content is shocking, and plenty of um, scenes are as disturbing as you you would hope they'd be. But unfortunately, the weak plot and the forced drama make all the shocking content just seem like a sad attempt to distract from the poorly conceived story. 
This movie could have went in literally any direction, and really it would have just been about some chick fucking dead bodies. Like, nothing that went around that was around that really made much of a difference. It's just an excuse to show, like I said, a woman fucking dead bodies. I can definitely respect the attempt to subvert social norms and try to create something that's completely offensive. I just wish there had been more substance to it. I don't mind controversy. I don't mind offense. And hell, even necrophilia can be done well, I guess. But you just gotta have a little more substance to it. You know, one of the things that was constantly in the back of my mind with this being a necrophilia movie is um, the South Park episode, Corn's Groovy Pirate Mystery. And, you know, even... I, I guess it, I guess it was a role reversal because, you know, every time she was having sex with the, cor- with the corpse, I just kept thinking... You know, of the guy stuffing his hand in the mayonnaise jar and how that sound wasn't happening on screen. And I was a little disappointed every time. I was thinking that could have been her quote wars. It's just like that and <laughs> then just like orgasmic noises. But that'll be for, you know, Goratica too. Well, we know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do. So we like to give every B-movie we review an A-movie companion and tell you why this is a movie, the same movie, just of a higher class and standard. For me, I give it the 1997 film Titanic. I give it the 1994 film Clerks. So I have to say, both Goronica and Titanic are the same movie because both films revolve around a jewel. Both films feature an actress being nude. One to be drawn, the other to have sex with a corpse. In both movies, the main female is seemingly in love with someone that's dead. In Titanic, old person Rose is still in love with Jack, who died at the end of Titanic, or before the movie began, or whatever. And the girl in Gorotica is a necrophiliac, so she just loves corpses in general. Both female leads get laid somewhere other than a bed. In Titanic, she gets to have sex in a car. In Gorotica, in a bathtub. And in the end, the lead male character is killed by one of the four elements, earth, wind, water, or fire. Jack, in Titanic, is killed by water. And the guy from Gorotica is killed by fire. And that is why Titanic from 1997 is an A-movie version of Gorotica from 1993. All right, I picked Clerks, even though, yes, I know Clerks is technically a B-movie, but fuck it, it's been around long enough, and Kevin Smith is basically everyone knows who he is, so I'm counting it as an A-movie just as once. Both movies take place primarily in one location. Clerks takes place at the gas station that that, um, Dante works at, and... Uh, Gorotica primarily takes place at the house where the necrophilia lives. Both movies were filmed on video using low-budget techniques to cut down on cost. Clerks was filmed in black and white, and Gorotica was filmed in shittio. In both fil- films, someone has sex with a dead body. Uh, Carrie in Gorotica is a necrophiliac who willingly has sex with a corpse, and Dante's ex-girlfriend in Clerks accidentally has sex with a dead b- a guy in a bathroom stall who is dead. And both movies came out in the 90s. Gerotica came out in 1993, and Clerks came out in 1994. Well, seemingly we, uh, we need to purge this from our memories, so uh, we're going to tell you how to and how we can drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. I'll give you some drinking games at Social Paul. Anytime someone mentions the jewel, take a drink. Whenever Carrie changes the corpse's appearance, take a drink. Anytime the jewel-buying lady is on screen, 
take a drink. Whenever you see a skull, take a drink. And of course, because it's Sexploitation Month, anytime you see something that is supposed to be arousing, take a drink. Every time a scene cuts to a picture of a dead body randomly, take a drink. Every time someone talks about AIDS, take a drink. Every time someone fucks a dead body, take a drink. And every time someone talks about this stolen jewel, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any other thoughts about this movie or anything else B-movie related, you can leave a comment on either our YouTube or SoundCloud pages right below the video. You can also email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter, Twitter handle at bmoviepaul. Also check out our other reviews and shows. We have new content at, throughout the week at our website bmoviebros.com. Well, three films in, and I think I got a good ranking here. At, uh, at number three this month so far was The Pom Pom Girls. Um... I can't even remember what happened. I think they uh, stole a fire truck or something. I remember I really hate teenagers, and that's about it. Um, number two, Gorotica. I mean, it's it's a necrophilia movie. It's done okay. Uh, um, it was it was interesting. I kind of sort of enjoyed it. Um, and number one was She Wolves of the Wasteland. I mean, it, it had it had lots of action. It had naked women. It 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 delivered on what it promised. I mean, it really relied on the fact that there were clantily scared, clantily fucking scantily clad there we go that's the word uh women throughout the film and um that in that in itself itself is sexploitation oh yeah mine is very similar for number three i picked pom-pom girls why because they're really two only two scenes with boobs second i picked gorotica because there were multiple scenes with boobs granted it was the same boobs each time but hey more than one scene therefore it it counts and number one was She-Wolves of the Wasteland. Why? Because this one had the most amount of boobs. I mean, it is Sexploitation Month, so... Well, you know, I, I think we're going to expound upon the number of scenes with boobs next week as we round out Sexploitation Month with the 2003 Sexploitation parody, Spider-Babe, which was one of those late-night made-for-TV Cinemax, also known at the time as Skinemax movies, which... Is basically a softcore porn. You know, this has been a really disappointing sexploitation month, so I'm really hoping that one turns it around, or, you know, we're going to have to have another one at some point, because I feel like we got shipped. Oh, no, not more sexploitation. Oh, no. Never. Can we handle more naked women? <laughs> you know, we'll do it just for the fans. So, friends, until next time, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get on the next one. I'm seeing the road.